Oh, welcome back to the Cones and Doe Show, the way too motherfucking hot cast. It is a way too motherfucking hot cast. I think we're pushing about 37 degrees in this fucking room. I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit. I don't know. Uh, actually, I do it. That's 98. In I better cool the language at the start. No, I think. Do you want to get those YouTube, <laughs> YouTube fuckers pissed off? Those cold ice princess YouTube sensors. Because with dough in the name of our thing as well, it seems like everything apart from other episodes of our show on YouTube that comes up is um play-doh <laughs> like ice cream stuff yeah, right? yeah, yeah. ice cream play-doh stuff and um that shit's fucked up i had an ice cream on the way here actually a strawberry chop so like to it. all our three-year-old listeners out there what up what up indeed katie i know katie's listening at home jeremy's listening oh that bass is menacing oh, that bass is nice i don't know if that's legal that bass it's like straight drugs in your ear yeah you turn it down katie turn it down um, but yeah, it's fucking hot. It's actually 42 degrees from when I came out outside, which is 106 for America's listeners. But damn, son. Well, let's get us started. Welcome to the Cones of Doe Show. week in old sydney town melting back into the saddle yeah indeed i mean i just got changed after work and i was going to chuck on i chucked on my shorts quickly and stuff and was going to chuck on a t-shirt but then i was like you know what like i'm gonna i'm gonna go for something a bit bolder i'm gonna get my short sleeved shitty old work shirt that's not really good enough for work and then not even do it up and just head out into the city that way so, yeah <laughs> so I rock, I rock my open shirt like nipples showing just a little bit a little bit of nip up at the caltex and stuff um <laughs> I think the Kashmiri guy liked it behind the counter. <laughs> I was I was gonna rock one level one level up on you actually. I was sitting here um in my Star Wars boxer briefs before you came round, and when you got here, I I made the decision to um put on some basketball shorts for you. Oh, I was that... just gonna sit here and do the cast with you, just rocking the boxer briefs like some yeah. sort of fucked up UFC fighter. Or what Ninja from DeAntwood? It would have reminded me of him. Have you seen that <laughs> that clip? He's got the boxers. They're like Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Boxes. Where he's doing the cock dancing, yeah, with the prism, yeah, and then like sweet swelling his dick around <laughs> and that, and you know you're a bit ninja-esque, I suppose. As well. When I learn how to dance, I want to be able to dance like that. So. When you dance, I think it's Beat Boy on YouTube. Just check out the start of that shit when it starts going. Yeah. You can dance, can't you? You got the rhythm, ninja. Uh, I can do moves, but mm. to actually dance, um, the only times I think I've really danced particularly well is when you're sort of mindless like on um on acid in in queensland i think i danced pretty good well, at a club a there that's because then place. afterwards i was like i think i was dancing that was pretty epic because like yeah. you dance how you feel like that's not yeah. the way it feel. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah it's kind of true though but well, i can't do that because my my brain is always so fucking stimulated it's like i'm always thinking about how you're dancing kind of thing so yeah. i need something like acid or mushrooms or Drinking to a certain extent, but I just makes you want to know, fight people yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work to the same way with drinking. To me, it's like you get to that point where you're so drunk that you can't dance well anymore. But now you want to fucking dance. I think that happens with everything you try and pursue when you're drunk, whether it's <laughs> fighting or fucking or dancing. It's always you get to that point so you can kind of do it, and then but because you've done that to get there, you can't do it well. Whereas if you're not allergic, um, LSD seems to make you pretty good at dancing. 
Really? <laughs> I've only had good experiences. So I've had a few friends that have had um, not the greatest trips and everything, and it doesn't, doesn't sound that great, but I've had moments, you know, where you're like, oh, I think reality is um, something else to what I thought it was before. <laughs> but yeah. no, nothing like, oh, you know, like... I've had, some people I've you know like of my friends have had some pretty bad trips and it just it doesn't seem like the best time. Whereas no. I think I embrace that that mind state and go with it and yeah. you know it's almost like a holiday yeah. <laughs> and end up Jimi Hendrixing on the bed at night. So, kind yeah, of thing, it's right? not everyone's fucking cup of tea. But no, it's true. Well, <laughs> no, that Jimi Hendrixing shit. That's straight fucking alcohol. Yeah, that was you guys yeah. fucking um we were on holiday. If anyone doesn't know, I guess. We'll keep keep the dates out of it and names and shit, but yeah. I guess what co- happens in this place yeah. stays in this place. Co- Conan had gone to the Grand Canyon for the day, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd stayed in Vegas basically. And um, there was a guy I was staying in Vegas with, mm-hmm. and both of us decided we weren't going to do the Grand Canyon trip. I mm-hmm. think he'd done it before, and yep. I I just wasn't really that interested at the time. Sure. I was like, oh fuck it, I'll just chill in Vegas um, with this other guy. And then he got wasted the night before, and at breakfast he just like stood up without really saying anything and just sort of shook his head and said he was coming back to his hotel room. Yeah, like, okay. Oh my god, fuck this! Like yeah. with half a plate of food and went back. Yeah. And I had this whole day to myself in Vegas in a sling, yeah. just just off Vicodin, like just run out of Vicodin, still probably on these like triple strength ibuprofens and shit. Cool. And I was like, hmm. I'm going to have a walk around, yeah. went to a fucking liquor store and just bought this like, you know, 750 ml bottle of Bacardi or whatever nice. they sell it in whatever, America, yeah. 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 fluid ounces, ounces and shit. Yeah. And um, I proceeded to smash that for the afternoon, watching ridiculousness on TV and chilling in the hotel room. And I was so committed to this, it was retarded. Like, I don't know what kind of mind state I was in from doing Vicodin for two weeks and just being high as fuck in Colorado, but... Um, I was coming out from buying the Bacardi and there was like a TV crew doing some ESPN interviews shit and this quite like hot like uh, African American lady came up to me and was like oh and so and I'm like this like Aussie sort of surfy looking dude with like long I had long hair at the time and she's like oh do you want to be on TV like for this interview thing and like it was Hey, do you want to be on TV? Yeah, I think yeah. it was for some swimsuit edition thing. Like, it sounded vaguely interesting or something, but it was something I had. Were you swole at the time? Because you look no, pretty no, good. I was skin, skinny as fuck. You look good. Broken collarbone in yeah. a sling and shit. You look good now. And then I'm um, hot coffee right now. <laughs> Cheers, man. Go, go on, go on. Yeah, check the muscularity. Yeah, you two would be making another Obama. Fuck. Anyway, <laughs> get on with it. And I fucking <laughs> I dogged it because I was so committed to going and getting fucking maggot in my hotel room. I think I was a bit like a bit you know down from breaking the collarbone and not being sure. able to snowboard and then we're in Vegas and I'm like fuck this and probably lost like when I was on my own for the day without this guy I probably lost like a grand on my own just sitting at blackjack tables and playing fucking Michael Jackson the Michael Jackson pokey was pretty cool yeah, it was such a good time but I think it was reflective of how closer to a sort of manic depressive state I could end up in in those days where that shit seems to be pretty far behind me now. So. Well, okay, like on the surface of it, it sounds like oh, but sometimes you can have a pretty good time being a solitary scumbag pursuing your own sort of weird, fucked up <laughs> internal sort of like goals and stuff. So I can buy that, but I did have to save you at some point later in the yeah night. that night. I, I was out of control. Night. What did we do? I think um, you guys came back. I was reasonably maggot. Hmm. We went out, and I think with some of our other friends, we went and saw this this cool circus show called Absinthe. Yeah. At a 
whatever tent I it was. I went to that, but yeah. Yeah, you didn't. You okay. stayed home. And then yeah. I, like, <laughs> I was quite <laughs> pretty fucking maggot by the end of Absinthe. Yeah. Um, with a couple of our other friends. And then I think we stayed because you, you were going to meet us. Yeah. And then you ended up going to bed or, you know, not feeling well or something and ended up staying in bed. And then I came back to the hotel and just gave you, like... A furious wake up and <laughs> come on, uh, probably a few back slaps and abuse and shit. Overly over friendliness, I suppose. Probably yeah. drinking drinking more Bacardi and shit. Yeah, but yeah, good times, good times. Yeah. yeah, I got pretty drunk at least some point in that. <laughs> yeah. Grand Canyon was cool actually. So that's a big hole in the ground. Fuck yeah, yeah. That's where the uh, glaciers dragged all fucking through, isn't it? Uh, no, I believe it was actually caused by the Colorado River slicing through the Co- uh, Colorado Plateau over eons and millennia. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so it's a thick strata of rock, and so it's quite high, and then, yeah, it's just been slowly carving its way through. There's a lot of glacial geological formations in North America, but I don't believe that this one w- was one. Um, just a river slowly winding its course, <laughs> slowly, 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 and, yeah, it got a big hole, and they built Vegas near it. Doug got drunk in Vegas, and... <laughs> That's about, you know, <laughs> I think that's all you can really say about the history of Arizona. So. <laughs> but yeah, yeah Vegas, Vegas is alright. I wouldn't want to live there. It is sort of like, America is sort of like a GTA game. Yeah, fuck. If I was there um, the other the other month, I would have put a bet on Holly Home for sure. Did you see that shit over last weekend? What? Who? Uh, the Ronda Rousey fight. Oh, okay. No, I didn't see much of it. No. Uh, the couple of days before, I was just shooting the shit with my dad in the kitchen and um, I just passingly, and it's always passingly, you got to commit to this shit when you get gut feelings and shit, so fucking do it if you're out there and you, you fucking get something like this. But I was talking to my dad and I was like, oh... I don't know, I reckon it'd be kind of cool to, like, you know, put money on Holly Home. It just doesn't, like, feel the same way that it usually does, like, leading up to the Rousey fights and that. And, yeah. And it was just sort of this gut thing and, like, ooh, she's a world champion boxer. And um, I hadn't called it at all leading up to that. I think, I thought, you know, Rousey's a savage and everything. Yeah. Or, you know. <laughs> and basically, um, yeah, she, she fucking boxed the fuck out of Rousey and smashed her with this head kick. Yeah, just got her face kicked in, sort of. And, um, yeah, proceeded to hammer fist her a couple of times and got TKO'd, but she... What's, what's hammer fisting exactly? Uh, where you sort of come down striking with the end of your fist, not with the knuckles, like bang, bang, bang. All right, cool. So, like, after getting head kicked and then sort of punched, probably, then she's sort of on the ground, half conscious, copping a few hammer fists to the face, and it was Ooh, all over. Sounds hot. <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh, that was pretty epic, and I, th- I thought, fuck, it's it's pretty fucked up for Melbourne, like, because their intentions, I guess, were good, but they'd stayed for a long time as um this city in Australia where they were acting so progressive that they thought yeah. that um cage fighting was just brutal and yeah. they shouldn't shouldn't be legal, right? And I'm not sure how long before this one it's been legal down there, but, like, it just feels, because it's such a big event, it feels like this is the... I think it is the first time the UFC's been to Melbourne. Yeah. Because the cage fighting was banned. And um, then Melbourne overturns it for this... uh, (laughs) The Ronda Rousey fight. Totally. And it becomes this spectacle of, like, a woman being totally bashed and, like... Fuck Melbourne, it seems like you fucked up. <laughs> well, you tried to go so progressive, but you went anti. <laughs> I think Melbourne's always had that schizophrenic sort of quality in that, like, 
in a Melbourne, it's very progressive. We've got black skivvies, we're European and shit. And then the suburb is just full of like Kath and Kim and like fucking, you know. Um, you remember- I was trolling a bit. No, no yeah. that's, it's true. And I'll tell you who would have been on that show. Do you remember the castle where they had to fight against the airport taking over their house? Mm. It was in Melbourne, and how the daughter, her kind of fiance, was Eric Banner back when he wasn't famous. Yeah. He, he was like this sort of Italian like kickboxer type guy. And Melbourne's just full of those type people. I imagine that's who was at the show. Yeah, Eric Banner types, but um, yeah, it sounded pretty cool. But <laughs> no, I'd probably lean towards the side of it being um progressive to showcase women's fighting if they want to do it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I just thought on the outside looking in, it was funny that if Melbourne wanted to be all like so super left, they yeah. could just keep banning cage fighting. Yeah, and then they tried to make a super left move of promoting women's fighting and just ended up putting two two women in there, and uh, one of them just got absolutely mauled, and it was like the best woman in the world. Yeah. So. It do- I don't know that whole thing. <laughs> it doesn't really fit on the spectrum of feminist political debate that generally goes. Yeah, it on. just shows you that all this shit's way too fucking complicated to paint with your fucking generalized mm. brush strokes and shit. Paint with your dick, if anything. <laughs> like fucking um, Tosh, yeah. what's that? That peanut cut? What is it? Oh, that peanut. Oh, this Picasso, guy. but fucking yeah, Picasso. Picasso. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, that guy. Yeah, check that guy out. Oh, that guy looks like a. Uh, yeah, he should probably get tested. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, what is that? Charlie Sheen has a UTI? What is it? I didn't follow that. Apparently, apparently he had HIV. I'd, yeah, that's news to me as well, but I don't really follow, follow I guess maybe... Celebrity STIs. Yeah. I guess maybe... Hey, he said that it's fucking out of his system now. Like, they can't find it in my blood now. What? The, the HIV? Yeah, yeah. yeah like he's, what a liar. He's done so much coke, he fucking eradicated those fucking cells. <sighs> he's like, take this, you motherfucker. <laughs> it puts me... <laughs> It puts a new light on that whole winning Tiger's blood. Like, I don't know if he really was winning. Maybe that... my HIV plus this hooker's HIV will cancel each other out like a double negative. <laughs> sort of like baby rape in South Africa. But, um, <laughs> but apparently Charlie Sheen, he said that he's had over 5,000 sexual partners. And apparently it includes a lot of uh, transsexuals and other people. And uh, I don't know, in a way, it's like... I saw people, like, progressive people online being like, here's how we need to talk when we discuss, like, the HIV, as if it's, like, a teachable moment, this big issue. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't have anything against Charlie Sheen. I kind of like him. But if you're going to pursue libertine excess to that sort of level, like, it's not really a tragedy when you're going to get fucked up by it eventually. And then when you come out bragging that you fixed it and shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Did he fix it? I don't know. Maybe he's got Magic Johnson's number or something. (laughs) Did you steal that joke? Come up with it. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that alpha brain, son, as Joe Rogan yeah. would say. That's the alpha brain, but... Because um, we're not fucking spawned at all on this cast. If anyone wants to get into this shit, fucking hit us up. Yeah, we, need, we need your money. Yeah, we'll sponsor anything. Um. But I fucking stand by that um that onit.com shit, man. As much as, like, we're not sponsored by them, I'm a pretty fucking paying customer to those guys. Who are they? They sell that alpha brain oh, shit alpha that brain, I make okay, you yeah. occasionally take, yep. and they got this other supplement, New Mood, that's got a bunch of five HTP and some other shit in it that's yeah. really good for having when you're coming off benders and stuff. Totally. Even though that's not the intention, is to keep your levels yeah. nice, just as a multivitamin yeah. type deal, it works really well oh, works for, for stacking your shit back up after you've depleted it. So. It seems to give me a bit. And on a similar level, I'd, I'd like to thank Champion Ru- Legendary Ruby Tobacco. Yeah, Conan's got to thank a lot of tobacco companies, actually. And it's mainly this one now. The other ones are too expensive. I'm mainly thanking Winfield for my chop ciggies, bro. Yeah. Winfield do make good choppers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they've introduced this fucked up new... You've got to roast them, though. Cars get out the chemis. <laughs> 
You know that shit, right? You're right. What you say? You just you got to roast your dough. Yeah, you can lick it first so you don't burn the paper if you're a bit fucking amateur or rookie Mm. or whatever. But I can do it without licking it. You know. I don't really buy that. That just got to give it a soft touch with the flame and so uh, gets rid of boil those chemicals off. (laughs) (laughs) I love this kind of wisdom, huh? Yeah, it's all mental. It's like how when you cough up black shit in the morning after you've been smoking too much, you're like, "Fuck yeah, I got that shit out." Yeah. It's not that you have black shit in your lungs. It's that, oh, yeah, my lungs are working. They're regenerating yeah. and getting the bad stuff out. Yeah. So you mentally sort of make your body into this fucking hyper yeah. <laughs> hyper state yeah. of immunity and shit. Just yeah. to- so if you, wait, if you're you coughing on blood, Ben, that's a good sign that, like, your blood's like, yeah. Like- yeah, I don't know if it's good that the blood's escaping. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm getting stronger every cough. <laughs> <laughs> like into like an old movie with one yeah, of those handkerchiefs. Yeah, and I cough so hard it's like blood, sweat, and tears. No, you gotta get a bit of blood out of young. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I chuck a couple of leeches down the night before. Fuck, that was my first downfall um, and my first little break from chronic fucking marijuana smoking. What when you're coughing up some uh, black stuff? In our blood, blood. blood. I thought um, oh, really? I thought it was from my from my lungs, and it, it changed my fucking world at the time because I thought it was from my lungs, but when I eventually went to the doctor like a few weeks later after I'd been stressing like this idiot, mm. it turns out that I just had a bad cold or whatever and I'd been coughing so hard that it ruptured vessels in my throat. Yeah, yeah. But man, I went through all the motions in that time that I took like off and like was just stressing and it probably just added it added to it because you're sort of like taking time off smoking when you're used to it and I'm younger mentally and not ready to you know like now if I take time off smoking you tell yourself like I'm not doing that shit right now and I'm I'm not really anxious about it but back then Hmm. I was doing it a lot and then when I wouldn't do it you didn't have that understanding and I would get anxious about not smoking crock and shit yeah I was so glad that day when I could just turn it off it was just like oh, hang on a sec, this is completely mental. That's the thing with pot. It's not so physically addictive mm. that that you're fucking jonesing for it. And if you are, you're a fiend, you know? I'm sorry, but you're a fucking fiend because I know because I've been there and you can turn that shit off in your brain with um with hemp or cannabis or whatever the nice names for it are. Well, perhaps, but let me put this to you. Putting aside the physical things, apparently one of... And this was going to get brought up in any number of ways, so I'm doing it in this weird way one of the guys who was a terrorist in the latest Paris attacks just smoked chronic weed all day every day that yeah. was his main thing it's like when you do steroids and you're a cunt it makes you a bigger cunt right but you so if this guy's a massive cunt and then he does fucking weed he's just a high cunt yeah but I put it fuck a- that terrorist fucking fuck from where is he from Belgium, Belgium or something well he's from yeah well Belgium. Know, he's from fucking hell but I cunt. put it to you I don't want to touch on it you've mentioned before that you know when you've been sort of like oh and had like anger problems or like oh rage problems sometimes it's helped weed me. helps you yeah. mellow it out yeah so what happened to this guy maybe he was angrier before even yeah like he's fucking un- unsalvageable <laughs> I don't know there's yeah obviously like I'm we're saying with you. the earlier conversation yeah. shit is way more fucking complicated than people like to right, write in your point. news.com yeah, story right. and okay, shit okay I can't right? argue with that I can't so, argue with that <laughs> These these clowns or whatever, yeah. like they they have a different problem going on as well with indoctrination and these fucking things. Like, I, I compare things like that. You try and like look at it from your own life and shit like that as well. And I've got into mental situations where, when I was a younger guy, like I would get quite obsessed with girls and stuff like this, and mm. particular girls that I would know. And mm. it becomes this thing. And then the more I become obsessed with them, like you know, like it, it's like a self feeding process. Mm. And um just knowing that you can self-program yourself to like someone just by thinking about them or looking at shit to do with them you know what i mean just the fact that you can do that or i could do that 
on this little personal level for like oh I love this person as a young guy you know yeah that fucks me up like because it's like obviously you could um you could brainwash someone on a bigger level about some more fucked up shit so yeah. These guys that are growing up under muftis or whatever the fuck they are. I wish I had more grow up under mufti. We have to wear school uniforms every day and shit. Telling you, we only got a mufti day once a year. It's all right. Like, what did this this guy do as well? Didn't he? Um, he fucking left his chick there. Like, this is how feminist their fucking movement is. He left yeah. his chick there and told her to blow her fucking self up when the cops came, hmm. so that he could get away. Yeah. What the fuck? He's an alpha dog. <laughs> When you're the alpha dog, you got to stay alive so that you can keep helping other people to blow themselves up. Yeah. This fucking... This whole organization is just fucked in the head. He was like the Charlie Sheen of Islam. <laughs> Go the whole fucking hog. Oh, don't say that. They're not allowed that. But, um... <laughs> Fuck, dude, that's fucking Islamophobic. Oh, God um, damn. What a fucking microaggression. Yeah, I know. It's... I thought, I thought this was a safe space though <laughs> but um but yeah I mean that, sh- that shit in, in, in Paris was pretty fucked but to, to put like a lighter spin on it I thought of something which was funnily enough and I won't go on about it but um Theodore Adorno I think his name was was a big post-war French Jewish uh, cultural theorist and he once said as a statement he's like there can be no poetry after Auschwitz you know you understand it was heaps recent and everything and you know it's a pretty hectic statement and full on like that and Unfortunately, I sort of like discovered like perhaps there can be no Saints Row three after Paris, because we happened to just have bought Saints Row as a cheap game. Me and my girlfriend, we wanted to play it, and I played it right, like just so absentmindedly after reading the news and being like, "Oh, this is fucked up." And the first mission of Saints Row is just like you're blasting an endless series of cops, but in like this funny, jerky way, like you're robbing a bank, and then it's all like ha ha, and it's quite realistic. And I just after like maybe 10, 10, 15 minutes I'm like I just I can't do this it's too (laughs) it's too distasteful (laughs) and I had to put it down I don't know I fuck I'm trying I'm trying to empathise with you but there's something fucked up I do when I go on computers and stuff I can I can disconnect I've got this I've got this German disconnection thing like it's just bang you would have have run run down fucking pedestrians in GTA 5 I'm normally the same just murder like civilians up the sidewalk just oh like yeah that's what you do on the way to just crashing a car and you know just doing homicidal shit it doesn't make you a bad person in real life it's just and it's not even an indicator that's why it's so fucking hard with all that shit but what the fuck are you going to do? It's like... Yeah. It's like when they take statistics from car crashes... Yeah. And then say... Oh, look, there's like a real high percentage of these car crashes... Where the person that was, you know, in the wrong... In mm. parentheses... Um, was on cannabis. Yeah. And then you're like, so what? Like, how many times <laughs> did someone not have a crash when they were on weed? All it means is that all these fucking people are on weed. It doesn't mean fucking shit. And, like... Yes, there's going to be the odd person here and there that's fucked in the head, right? Sure. And, like, it's going to get so blazed and they go, but I have to get home and, yeah. and like, drive five miles an hour and accidentally go off a cliff or, like, something totally retarded. But yeah. that's some one percenter kind of shit, you know? Like, generally, people are going to go, oh, I'm too high that I need to, like, go to sleep and I can't do it. I'll sleep in my car or do something to avoid driving. Or... You'll be so fucking paranoid and on about trying to drive safely. You drive over safe and you might get pulled over being slow, you know? Mm. It's not the same as, ooh, get pissed and smash your car into a wall and, like, run away. Like, ah! Just mm. fucking manic. Yeah. Unless you're apparently this French guy. Yeah. You need a few things going for you. Yeah, exactly. I guess so, but, yeah. 
French Belgium. Yeah, Belgium. <laughs> well, French, Be- French Belgium Muslim. It's all the same thing, right? But yeah, that's we're all humans. That's what happened, and I guess not bad for a human. Not bad for a human, and I guess the one other thing I will mention before before I quit it is that there was that big shooting at the Eagles of uh, Death Metal band, yeah. and they were playing it up and. When I was reading comments online, everyone... This was, is all encompassed in this same fucking thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like the weed driving. Yeah. <laughs> like when he's high, go to Paris. Like. No, but I see what... That's cool. I almost trolled you in a way. I got you to conflate. In the way I kind of like asked you the question, I was almost saying that your weed habit was supporting terrorism. <laughs> I think that's consciously stuck in your mind a little bit. Well, I, can t- I could go into the ways that my weed habit hasn't been supporting terrorism, but mm. I, you know, I'd have to plead the fifth. Okay. I'd have to plead the fifth! What does the fifth say? The fifth. F-I-F. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, what do you say about that? But I guess on the one last note about that, Eagles of Death Metal, when that stuff got shot up, and, uh, yeah, a lot of people died, but in the comments I saw online for people, like, oh, this is so fucked up, and uh, some guy was like, and the Eagles, the, the band just abandoned their fans and ran backstage. Right? Was that Onion article? No, it was a real comment or whatever, and it was so, I was like, that's such a fucking insidious sort of comment, because as I first read it, I was like in my head, like, man, that's fucked up for that band to do that. Like, I don't know anything about them, but then I'm like, what else would you do as a band? Like, hey, you're trying to be this cool rock star. Unless you've got a gun, you can't do much, but I was thinking... And you basically, if you're on the stage, probably... Yeah like you got a target on you I was thinking the one day oh totally totally um, uh, but the one person who could do it might be like fucking Chad Kroger like when he did it from Nickelback <laughs> and they were chucking shit out at him in Portugal and he's like hey like stops the band like do you guys want to shoot this place up or do you want to hear some rock and roll you know <laughs> I reckon he would have solved it right there yeah he would have been like yeah hmm. I like you book around your feet <laughs> I like the dirt that's on your knees <laughs> when we're in the Middle East. But I don't know where you go. Make me some goat cheese. This is how I want to be here. <laughs> nah, that kind of thing. But on, oh, Kroger. Oh, yeah, Kroger. What a racist. Yeah, but do you reckon he's brothers with Joe, Joe Krogan? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, fuck. But one thing I have to say, this might also like wind you up a little bit, but... Uh, I heard the other day uh, it, it was uh, oh, there was quite a lot of wind I think there was a big southerly storm or something coming in it's pretty hardcore um, yeah I heard that song by the Black Eyed Peas you know, shut up just shut up shut up shut up you remember that one I do vaguely remember that one I think I was working in a restaurant yeah. with um, radio capabilities at yeah, the time sure. <laughs> and I watched the clip of it and it's sort of this big theatrical thing on a stage with like Fergie and Will I Am sort of reenacting out sort of like the way a couple might have an argument and okay it sounds so gay but I'm sort of a sucker for duets and it had a little bit of a beat and I watched it and I'm like okay like it's pretty like obviously it's so gay but they've sort of captured sort of a certain dynamic and put it to this cool beat and stuff like that and I was thinking about it and I was like Will I Am's obviously a smart dude and like knows a bit about music and stuff like that but the, I guess the thing is ultimately all you can think about them is like selling out and sort of being on ads and shit like that any legacy that he might have ever wanted as a musician, sort of. That's true. But the motherfucker had his shit played on Mars. Oh, he did, didn't he? Fuck. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Maybe it was an 8-bit or something. I can't remember. Or something whack. And they played, maybe it was through a little speaker what song on the was they, was Mars it? rover. And yeah. I don't even know. I, d- I deliberately didn't listen to it because yeah. I was like, oh my God, he got his shit played on Mars. Uh, I reckon you're scared that you'd like but, it. 
Yeah, prob- probably really. Yeah. It's all this subconscious shit no, going on, isn't that, it? That's why I don't listen to Taylor Swift's new album. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Just listen to the Brian Adams version. Is there one? <laughs> I think so. And then DJ Sammy does a version of it as well, too. <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, I, I can't remember if it was the fans or if Brian Adams copped the shit for it, but yeah. he did like a whole rework of a Taylor Swift album and then... A whole album. And people were giving like him mad props for it because it sounded all like you know like brooding and fucking like heaps legit instead of this like poppy stuff. But like the lyrics and shit are all the same. So yeah. like I don't know they were sort of arguing it was taking credit away from Taylor Swift. But it's like no, nah, he just kind of made your shit better. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, once again, I didn't listen to it. I'm just going on my fucking oh yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'll yeah. just hate on you Intu- and not hate on you on your intuition. But I think yeah. ultimately Brian Adams is just a Canadian second-rate wannabe Springsteen. And yeah, I mean you can't really. <laughs> you can't really do much about that but sort of okay do you remember but summer of 60 now exactly what's a good song two chords yeah. fuck makes everyone remember it Don't I guess it's kind of up there with um, life is a highway Tom Cochran yeah. <laughs> it's where you can just ride out the end for about three minutes like woo a digga 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 yeah um but I read this article about cocaine today, and it was a pretty stupid article about like Bondi hipsters and cocaine. But it used the expression like, "Oh, about the mirror being chained to the mirror and the razor blade." It's like a coke thing. And you I know, think I've heard that in a yeah, song before. Yeah, it's Morning Glory by Oasis. All your dreams are made when you're chained to the mirror and the razor blade. And I always <laughs> thought it was just this, like, oh, waking up in the morning, like it's this cool. And I guess they were just being these dirty kind of like lads and shit. It's probably just about like, ah, oh, getting so quick. I up. can focus so much when I do fucking rails, mate. Yeah. I can fucking just play the blues fret thing. Just like, oh, yeah. so quick, yeah. my fingers are jizzing. Yeah. Like, oh, Liam, give me a line. Write another song, no? Write another song. <laughs> Write another smash hit. That sort of stuff, you know? My, um, oh, I have to get my heartbeat in time with a song, mate. No, like, another. <laughs> 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 uh, play faster. <laughs> play faster. <laughs> Fuck, if only I could do a northern English accent where they're actually from. <laughs> What's a Norvi like, mate? It's a bit... No, that's more Cockney and shit. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like Sean Ryder. Oh, you got any of those? You got any, you got any bickies? Like, oh, you no. got anything up there, laddie? No, that's, I can just go... Can't get northern. No, no. Irish. no, I can do a little bit. Maybe it's too much hate in my genetics. <laughs> What's with your genetics tonight? So you're talking about your Germanic genetics. I just assume on that one because like um, there's a bit of that sound in one of the names on my mum's side but uh, I think uh, legit I'm just like Aussie for a little bit and then it goes sort of there's a French grandmother somewhere it goes back to Scotland with the surname you know it's pretty Eurocentric it is very Eurocentric problematically so Um, I'm sure I can claim one sixteenth something something cool I don't know what would be cool I don't know. Just, well, just fake it till you, you make it. If you could be one sixteenth any race that you get to choose. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to answer that. I'll be Hawaiian. Yeah, okay. So then, like, all my hand signals that I'm doing in photos and to everyone down the street makes more sense then. Yeah. Because you're like, aloha. And you can call people hey Oli and, like, threaten them and shit as well. Too. Like, it's not bonging. I'm not saying bonging. I'm saying hi. Yeah. I think Bongan is native Hawaiian for high. Yeah. yeah. And Aloha's goodbye. So we learnt that in 2012. <laughs> really? I learned that in preschool, man. Fuck. What, Bongan is like the Hawaiian for high? Bongan is the Hawaiian <laughs> First day of year one. Right now, kids. This is infant school. Bongan is the Hawaii for high. You see that Orchi bottle in the public bathroom? Mm. That's a Hawaiian greeting. Mm. Yeah, it is fruit, I guess. Fuck. Well... If you've got a bit Hawaiian, I mean, 
and let me know if you want to take these by like you know a little stage we don't have to do them all now but we've actually been getting and thanks for listening i'm breaking i'm sweating so fucking much man it's like bill cosby's casting couch in here (laughs) it's like unnatural hmm? (laughs) what does that make me then (laughs) (laughs) wait what does that make me then a jello pudding. <laughs> um, <laughs> this heat's getting to me as well too, actually. But, but I'll tell you what is getting to people. It's the regular listeners of the Cones and Doe show who are sort of, you know, they're living their lives and we've got listeners all over, all over the place. And a couple of people have actually started sending in like letters saying some of them just say hi some of them are tweets but the letter ones are good Fuck I printed, yeah. Props, I, yeah props to our listeners I've, it's been fucking real I printed yeah it has been real it's been a big journey to all our thousands of listeners and um yeah so when you get questions like this and they're all for you funnily enough you know they seem to think you would have the better advice maybe they think <sighs> no I'm, wonder I'm fucking sweating maybe they think I'm cynical or don't take things seriously but <clears throat> here's one hi guys love the show especially you though I'm a mum and my 19-year-old son goes to university. I really love him, and he often treats me well, but he never will clean his room when I say. When I do, he gets really angry and mad. I feel it's only entitled that while he's living under my house, he follows my few rules like this. He won't clean his room. He won't clean his room, no. All right. And, oh, that's sorry, that is by Frustrated in Suburbia. That's the person who wrote that in. Well, that fucks me up, because it's like, shouldn't the sun be listening to our show? But hi, Mum, if you're listening. But, I know. Um, oh, how to help. Clean your room. Maybe provide incentives, like um, withdraw food until he complies and stuff like that. Is that an incentive incentive or a threat? Is, <laughs> is there a difference, though, I think? It's an incentive after you've taken the food away, I guess. But yeah, That's true. That's punishment, then, huh? And then if he starts paying for his own food, well, there you go. He doesn't make his fucking bed, but... Um, you're saving money. But so there you go. If he's still living... Okay, okay so you think, That's fucking profit in your pocket. So you think you think the answer is like, oh, mum, come on. <laughs> oh, am I helping the son? Well, I don't know who you're helping, but... I was helping the mum, just right. saying, like, starve your kid until he fucking either gets in line or goes and gets a job, and then you're like, fuck it, he's making money, I don't care about his messy bed and shit anymore. Okay, so that's what it's about. All it's right. messy well, floor and all that shit. Hope, it's sort of like you're getting kind of paid then to do his housework. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's not really fair. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's solved. And All right, do you want one more? But yeah, right back in. I'd be uh, happy yeah. to take any other mother-related questions. Okay. Wh- whichever direction they may go. Mother-related questions. I've looked right. up a lot of, um, yeah, mother-type stuff on different internet video sites and shit like that. You mean like Mumsnet? It's like the advice network from mums? Well, different and- types of mums and stuff, yeah. Okay. You mean like good mums and bad mums, or like? <laughs> <laughs> They're always good mums. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. If you look at docs, even when they bad. Uh, well, that's solved. You should be in charge of docs and stuff. I reckon that'd be cool. Um, <laughs> so that's oh man. Okay, so that's the mum. The mum's taken care of, so to speak. Okay, here's one. Oh, that's a problematic topic. So I, I might I might get onto something a little bit safer. Okay. Hi guys love the show even though I don't agree with everything you say my name's Gary and I live in Alice Springs I moved here a few years ago after finishing university in Melbourne I work in indigenous education and try and help the kids around here get the best start they can in life unfortunately my political views aren't always accepted on the streets of Alice Springs there's a group of local Bogan youth 
who have taken personal pleasure in victimizing me and bullying me. Normally I can shake it off and I don't worry about it, but last week was the worst. They pretended to be my friend and while I was talking to them, they stole my wallet. They then took my wallet and drove to Uluru, climbed up the side of it and hid it somewhere at the top. They know that my respectful views of the indigenous culture means that I won't climb up there to get it back. And they're laughing at me. I know they're laughing at me on social media. They're te teasing me about it. I've got a good indigenous friend called Ricky who I know would be able to go up there and not worry about it and be able to track it down because I hear he's a very good tracker. However, I feel that asking him to do this would be disrespectful of his culture and not good as a friend. I really need my wallet back though. What should I do? Whew. I think this is a question for one of the, um, the colleges in America, really. Well, I mean... As much as it's an Australian Indigenous issue, I think we could, we could do with some help from some of those um, pioneering women in the States that are just um, coming up with pronouns and ways to stop us from making these kind of little mistakes when we're even just talking to each other. That's true, but I think he wants. I think he's writing this because he, his colleagues know all this socially just term. He wants to know facts on the ground. He wants. Well, just to go for a walk and get your fucking wallet back. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, really, isn't it? I mean, all right, cuz. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's not going to kill you to climb up the fucking rock. So is that what we say to Nathan? Man up. Um, Sorry, Gary. His name is Gary. I thought it was Nathan. He's trying to be sensitive though. As long as you walk up respectfully, you know? Don't do the uh, Monty Python silly walk and shit when you're going up the side of Uluru. Yeah, totally. Just keep it, uh, keep it macho and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I learnt that after watching... I learnt that when I tried to do it after watching Freddy Got Fingered and had the, the backwards man suit on. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck. So he should just get on We seem it. to have some pretty epic listeners, so thanks, I guys. Know, we've got a diverse group of people and stuff, and... Can you handle one more advice question? Do you think? I think we can do one more for the day. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how much help I was to that last guy, but hopefully you can uh, email one of the universities or colleges, as they call them in the states. And colleges. They really will help you. They are seeming to do a lot with taking away um, people's rights in colleges and pretending that it's civil liberty and shit. It's like it's really interesting times. You should probably just climb it and get his wallet back. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, it is so so fucking hot. It's one of those days where um you sit down to piss because even just that pocket of air in the toilet bowl is just that bit cooler than outside that when you sit down and you hang your junk in there it's just it's quite refreshing, so Oh man, yeah. I On know. a day like today, sit down to piss fellas, you'll get what I'm talking about. Unless you're still rocking the outhouse and then check for redbacks, I guess, but Yeah. We inspected a house not that long ago, and the inner city still had an outhouse. <laughs> in the inner city? Yeah, it was in, like, Newtown or whatever. Yeah. It was crazy. It was, like, super unrenovated terrace out the back of the Who's stuff. coming in to bucket that shit out? Oh, no, I, I, no, it's still connected to, like, to the, the plumbing system. system. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not that, like, empty the shit out. Well, I guess we, we kind of do as well, then, in our, um, the place I'm staying, out the back. Yeah? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not an outhouse, but it's sort of like this back room that all it is is a toilet. So it's yeah. Sort of same, it probably was at some stage. And you're just shitting on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh. And I guess for the well-endowed, you can even, um, 
you can go for a dip with your uh, with your package. Yeah, on a day like today. How full should one's toilet bowl be? Like generally, do you think? Like we talking America? <laughs> That's the one with the little shelves, right? Is it or is that America have these fat pools of water in? Oh, the, they've got the, the fat the pools. Yeah. The German ones you sort of shit on a little. So my balls almost float in America. Yeah. I'm not sure if my sausage is touching, but yeah, yeah. they got the big dog ones for us. I'm pretty much got life rafts going in America, but in Australia we got this little fucking little slot down at the bottom. So no, it's just the air pocket. I think the American, so the German ones, you shit and it falls on a little waterless shelf and only slides down after you flush it. On what? The it's German like a, one? Yeah, it's like a little shelf. So it's like, oh, you can look at that shit. Just in it. case you want to inspect it. I yeah. think or I use so. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> use it. <laughs> this, one, this one looks very usable, very malleable <laughs> and stays in one piece. Bring the camera and the donkey. Hey, <laughs> you. Oh, those Germans. Fuck how they ended up taking over Europe. Corn is so vibrant on the camera. <laughs> the yellow's just pop. pop. Let's call it pop, pop, popcorn. <laughs> oh, wunderbar. Wunderbar. Popcorn or cop porn? What do you think? <laughs> I'll go the cop porn. Yeah. I don't know. Too aggressive, I think it would be. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like a bit of handcuffs. Yeah. Yeah. From the cops. But if you learn a few knots, you don't even need them, eh? Yeah, that's true. That's what I've learned in my menu. Conan <laughs> <laughs> is a bit of a boy scout. Excuse me? What, you know how to tie oh. a bunch of knots. Oh, I thought you were yeah, calling me like a pussy. You're not a choir boy. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. He's a boy scout, not a choir boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of those would you... Okay, if you had a pretty 11-year-old son, like imagine how Justin Bieber looked like when he was 11, <laughs> would you rather... Would you rather send him into the Boy Scouts or... Oh, I'm getting a semi. The Boy Scouts. <laughs> the Boy Scouts or the priesthood sort of doing like Sunday school and stuff. Who, Which group of people do you trust more? The Boy Scout dudes or the kind of priest dudes? Oh, dude. Fuck. They're both pretty classic. Yeah. I'd go for Boy Scouts because they're going to learn more while they're, while they're getting abused, you know? You know, you come out of the choir boy shit and you're all fucked up in the head and you're being abused, but you come out of Boy Scouts and you know, oh, I can fucking use a knife kind of and make a f- bit of a fire with matches and like do a bunch of lame shit. And I got abused, but you know, so. I don't know. I'll take the pluses. There's more pluses with the Boy Scouts. I suppose so, but perhaps the priesty kids, they have some more spiritual scope that they can deal with. Yeah, but then, then you can never get fucked like that ever again. That's true. <laughs> They've robbed your innocence in more than one way. Mm. It's fucking horrific. Sorry, guys, but <laughs> but, uh, but you know the truth does hurt I sometimes. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm lost for words because I'm not. And I just thought of about. Five. I shouldn't be laughing so hard when bringing that kind of thing up. It's a bit fucked up. I just thought of about five punchlines but didn't say them. So, yeah, yeah. It's probably a good thing. Yeah, um, we don't want to trigger anyone that's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, we tackle serious issues here on this show. Hey, do you know there were identical twins? They got separated in their youth. One grew up and lived in Israel and America as a Jew, as he was. The other guy stayed on in Germany. He never knew he was Jewish and, like, became a fascist and stuff. And they met each other later after the war. One having been in Israel and one having been, like, a Nazi guy before he knew about the Jews. And when they met, they met, were wearing pretty much the exact same jacket <laughs> they bought in different parts of the world that's super fucked up 
How fucking crazy is that? <laughs> Fuck. And that's why I'm sorry, Rodney King, but that's why we can't always get we can't all get along, you know. That is super fucked up. It's sort of like with twins, how usually they just they get this sort of wavelength that's the same. Yeah. From what you hear generally, like oh, I could feel it when my twin this, and like like you said, they end up wearing the same thing. Yeah. But when you touch my butt, I could feel it. Yeah. I think with those guys, it's almost like gone to this crazy other mathematical place where instead of just being congruent with each other, mm. they've gone like positive negative and one guy's going like oh gone this hardcore fascist shit and the other guy's going to sort of like you know straight up yeah. other side it's sort of that quantum and then when they met up again they yeah. might they might have stopped being all fucked up it's sort of that quantum <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a separated yin and yang thing or like in quantum yeah. quantum theory where it's like en- energy and material di- appearing and reappearing at different sides this yeah. is like a sort of spiritual intellectual version of that so the more nazi one guy got the more the other guy even though it was on the other side of the world the more like whatever liberal and jewish he got um quantum duplicate spiritual entanglement well that's it's the uh, new pseudoscience i don't think it's a pseudoscience i mean <laughs> everything is everything like Lauren Hill says fucking all the time but uh <laughs> um yeah i suppose the universe really has to ultimately balance itself out right yeah yeah good and evil will gary get his wallet back i don't know that it's good and evil it's kind of uh what does rizza say it's more like equality god is the god of equality <laughs> It has the good and bad and shit, but it just sort of like it is. Like the Reaper comes for us all, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I like to think, I think we've had discussions before, I like to think when you resonate with goodness, the fact that we can only sort of know existence because you can't really even think of an absolute nothing, it's like, um, fuck. <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, you can't think of that shit, so it's basically, fuck, track me back. Oh, I don't know if I can. It's a quality god and fucking. Oh, it's God's preventing you from finding out the truth. He's actively doing it. You're too, <laughs> you were too close to it, dude. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you hadn't had that last kind. You might have got it. Fuck. Oh no. Uh, I shouldn't well. have mixed the kind with the swag. Yeah. 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 What can you do? What you gonna do about it? You know, it's a Tony Soprano sort of a philosophy. But <laughs> that's all I can really say. <laughs> I guess I saw a drone operator gave an interview to The Guardian where he operates these drones that operate in the Middle East, but he does it from, like, uh, like whatever. I think it's outside Vegas somewhere, and they yeah. sit in shipping containers and do it. And uh, they asked him what it felt like, and he said, like, like crushing ants, you just do it and don't think about it. So that's pretty cool. <whistles> Sitting in a shipping container, like, actually, like, you're playing this video game. It's, like, destroying people on the other side of the world. Maybe it's, like, that fucking, yeah... That thing yeah. we were just talking about, the quantum sort of karma thing. Yeah, it's heaps fucked up. Oh, okay, sorry, yeah, I got it. It's um, like the fractal... And <laughs> Sorry, jumping around no, again, okay. but fuck, if, if you can take it back after I get this out. It's sort of like how it's fractal, and if existence is the only thing that we can kind of know, then the negativity doesn't resonate in the same way that the positivity that we experience does which is like when you feel good and you do loving things and all this kind of stuff, it feels better than when you're all fucked up and only loving a specific kind of tiny thing because you're only resonating with yourself or a small group of people like these death cult motherfuckers. Yeah. But when you do it on the bigger level, it's more rewarding kind of spiritually or whatever the fuck you're going to say because you get more back because you start seeing everyone else as a potential you it's all it's that consciousness in you that is in the other person that is in everything you fucking look at 
and the more you start resonating with that the i don't know just it's just gets easier in your head and shit and well for me anyway and it's like the absence of that ultimate negativity is a good enough reason in my head to uh to just go with trying to fucking better yourself and be positive and shit so you can subscribe to those death cults and shit all you want and pull some shit like that overseas and fuck a whole bunch of people up but in the grand scheme of uh non fucking it doesn't give a fuck about you kind of god that has bad and good within it but Mm. it seems that because we exist that good resonates more the guys that do bad shit in the name of a little bit of good shit Mm. are going to get cancelled out by this fucking majority of people that don't accept it right so these dudes are going to get wiped off the face of the fucking planet by like by the larger group eventually if they keep pulling fucking nonsense like that and if they don't they'll wipe themselves out because they're only self-serving this like death cult shit like it's honourable to die and shit like how many people are going to subscribe to that when the majority don't a lot yeah? Yeah. Eventually there won't be enough, will there? Look at Germany. They fucking went crazy, like, with just Nazis and killing and everything like that. Like, I take your point in general, but it's... But I think, right. we, I think, yeah, like, that shit happens, but I think every regression that stays on this positive shit Good that and evil. our general cultures seem to be doing, it seems to get better and better. Well, I guess positivity and negativity rises and flows and yeah. ebbs and falls and stuff. Like, you know, I mean, okay, I take your point, but once you destroy ISIS, it's not like the potential for sort of evil that was there is just going to disappear, sort of? Not at all. Yeah, no. it'll arise in another but form. And the the better it gets, like, it could go the other way. It could be, like, better and better to a point where the world's like, oh, you almost have this global system that works without fucking too many people over. Hmm. But then the ones that do get fucked over get so fucked over in this future fucked up world that we're trying to conjure yeah. that then they become more extreme than any terrorist or fucking serial killer you that we can even imagine mm. because it's a reflection of how great the society is now that the people that do feel objectified in a society that is like afforded to such a majority yeah the ones that feel alienated like it would be such a even further extreme from now it wouldn't be these big pockets it'd be even smaller pockets that are just even more psychopathic and extreme contradictions to you know to to equal it out like with that equality god i I do take your point the problem i think is that there's a strain not so much individual people but a certain strain throughout people that you know an aspect to them that will rise and fall amongst individuals or groups at different times that want something more than just sort of like peace and sort of love and equality and sort of like that as like you know hitler getting it i guess from nietzsche and shit got an appeal a whole lot of people by promising like struggle and danger and death and stuff like that and appealing to the love of a big enough population that it felt like a good cause to all those people no i take your point but it was like but i mean that can't be mistaken for positivity really can it what he was doing no no it's it's like positivity for your fucking people yeah. yeah yeah Because, like, if if we come to it and go all the way down the r- fucking rabbit hole and you're like, ISIS takes over the world. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. And you're like, everyone's all fucked up and is willing to do that fucked up shit. Yeah. But who are they going to do it to now? You know, yeah. something else is going to happen then. They're going to start fucking some other group within the group up. You know, it's just, it's always this fractal fucking morphing thing that doesn't care about good or bad. Yeah. But humans are so conscious, like, in the moment in our, like, current fucking version 
that we're like trying to make it better and we know if we make it better and it resonates for all of us it gets better for everyone we we're sort we sort of intuitively uh on that technological sort of thing and trying to make civilized you know it's just make yeah. it comfortable for everyone and yeah well that's the idea right we now, seem right? to resonate with that as a majority on the face of the earth now because people don't like to fucking struggle and yeah like, okay. they'd rather not just hate stuff. hate different people yeah. for the sake of it but if their lives were okay they probably wouldn't give a fuck about so that's the mentality that it'd be fucking sweet to try and just like raise up within the youth of today or in places that are really fucking finding it hard in these fucked up capitalist times and shit where you like like i was listening to a podcast the other week about uh with uh christopher ryan Mm. i think he's a psychologist or something like that it was on joe rogan experience and he was talking about uh basically how civilization and like where it started and where it's come to it's basically a redirection of sexual repression like sexual energy that's been like taken and it's like no you're not able to to just go fuck who you want now like when we were monkeys and you're just enjoying yourself Mm. now these rules are in place and it's almost like it's been worked it's like some point a bunch of people figured out that uh if you starve this it makes them more productive in this way and shit like that at what point who knows but Mm it says a lot from that perspective for like the the uk you know like the english and oh, repressed victorian kind yeah, of yeah. shit like that because as much as you're like oh that's so prudy and like it's all fucked up and sort of seemingly unnatural to be so like mm, like snooty and like against sex or something yeah, you know? yeah but it works fucking well to get your people just like oh, like fucking yeah. hyped up yeah. for some random from, fucking yeah, cause or yeah. whatever and sexual repression in that in the really niche muslim like uh, you know like versions or whatever the fuck you call it like the fundamental kind of groups and stuff there's like so much fucking sexual repression and they're Mm. covering up the women so you can't even look at them and shit and then I i forget who told me someone told me recently as well that there would be like these groups of guys that will go to hear a woman maybe it was you um talk and read from it like a storybook about sort of this vaguely maybe not even sexual just like kissing and stuff in a book and there'll be like a room of these like i forget what country it was i don't want to just mangle it or be racist or whatever sure. but it's some arabic country Durkastan, and they're all yeah. just like you know oh, just hanging on every word about just this sort of just romantic novel thing yeah. because they're so fucking repressed yeah. and they never fucking get this shit out properly yeah. and it's just fucked up yeah but it works good for building sandcastles. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was right there. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> All right. But, <laughs> okay, I take your point in that, okay, if I can sort of like understand, try and understand the way it is in that, well, okay. And I'm just riffing on this shit as well. Uh, like, well, it's here's a, here's a fact complex, for you to yeah. put it into, I'm, my understanding is that when, Muhammad first founded Islam and it came like expanding out as an expansionist religion its first hundred years from the Middle East the polygamy aspect to it as well as being like you know theological there was a certain basis to it which was that if like the big dog dude was like yeah I have four wives now and shit it means less of the local dudes have access to chicks at all which prompts them to go in small bands out outwards and stuff mm-hmm. so you don't even need a central commander it means that just prompts them like oh there's no chicks here we have to move on and that spreads the religion yeah. whether by peace whether by the sword or whatever um, and I guess yeah, those those guys, those crowds full of guys yelling in Pakistan and shit with the the robes on and stuff. Uh, I mean, well, that's kind of funny because then you could almost bind it together and say it's a mixture of the the um, 
harem mentality mm. of that guy. He's figured it out. He gets the fucking harem of girls. Mm. The other and, guys, though. And then he's like, nah, you can't sleep with him. And then, like, the kings in England and shit do the fornication on... No. Um, under consent of the king. Oh, yeah. yeah. And fucking oh. get to sleep with your wife yeah. before you do, kind of I thing. Think Prima Nacce or something it was called. I mean, First Night. That was, <laughs> that was the name in Latin or whatever. So, so that shit's messed up. It's almost like it's hand in hand. They've stolen away all the who they consider to be the prime women or whatever mm. and then tell you you're not allowed to do this and that and repress your energy mm. and redirect it in a way that's productive for you and your harem. Like, uh-huh. shit. But you're just running around in this market with bombs going on. No, we're talking about fucking 14th century conspiracy theories and shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just the way of the world. It's not even a conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's an elephant walrus conspiracy theory. A what? <laughs> what is that? It's some fucking beach in Antarctica. <laughs> What's the walrus? Oh, they rock these fat harems and just oh, juke it out on the beach, fucking smashing heads and tusks into each other. Makes you wonder why Henry VIII thought ever got rid of all his wives, chopping their heads off and shit. <laughs> If they were that scarce, fuck. But, uh, I don't know. Because he could. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's offensive. Um, uh, you know what else is fucked? You know how the Americans dropped a bunch of napalm on jungles in Vietnam to clear the bush so they'd have a better view of where the gorillas are and stuff? Yeah. An early version of that, when the French were colonising it, is the... Uh, French would go around chucking heaps of coins and money into the middle of the f- groves of forest and the locals would then go in and chop down the forest trying to get it and stuff so the gorillas couldn't hide because the locals were so poor to get out all the money the kind of locals had to chop down the forest and stuff so they scattered all this money through the forest through the forest and stuff so then they chopped it down and I'm like oh that's the dirtiest sneakiest thing I think I've ever heard and I'm like oh that's so gross to the French it kind of is but it sounds like some shit out of a fucking Robin Hood cartoon or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's real, but I guess it goes to show that <laughs> I need them to chop down these trees, just sprinkle a bit of gold. Exactly. <laughs> and I was thinking that's so disgustingly French and stuff, and I'm now thinking, oh, what did my people do back in the day? Well, just sprinkle a bit of yeah. gold. Sorry. I was thinking, what dirty shit did my people do? And they're like, oh, like going up rivers in China at gunpoint to make them buy your opium and get addicted to heroin and shit. Like, that's pretty cool of the British. <laughs> so I don't know which one's dirtier than that. Well, I don't know if the um, British genome was inbred by that point or not. <laughs> I'm sorry, fellas. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I'll buy a lager. <laughs> no, sorry. Hello to all our British listeners. Yeah. Sorry, I think I think um, Stratford would have got a few. Yeah. I am a bit of a cunt. I'm sorry. Being a bit of a cunt on the internet. Oh, well. So I'm not sure if I'm pulling it out of my ass, but... um. In True Lies, which I saw pretty recently, mm-hmm. they had the uh, the terrorist group from Hollywood, mm. known as Crimson Jihad. CJ, yeah. <laughs> and this is the part I'm not sure if I'm just fucking making up or not, but in Executive Decision, the movie with like Steven Seagal and Kurt Russell and shit, I'm pretty sure from memory that that the same terrorist group was involved and they were um, they were doing this Crimson Jihad shit on the jumbo as well. Mm. And it was making me think that uh, it was probably just these Hollywood writers copping out and, like, trying to be like, oh, we're not being racist and shit, we're just doing... It's like this actual... It's this actual fictional terrorist group called Crimson Jihad that keeps popping up in all these action movies. (laughs) 
I know what they should do. Rob. It's fucking cool, but it's kind yeah. of PC as well. It's all fucked up. But imagine if they started releasing like graphic novel prequel, prequels and shit of like Crimson Jihad, like they did with the Matrix, like, as if it was like this whole universe thing. Like, oh. They go back to fucking Russia and Afghanistan yeah. and all this shit. Yeah. It's like, you know the main guy from True Lies, the main bad guy, give me the key child. Like, that, guy, <laughs> that guy, he's actually this. He's full on English. Yeah, he's it? got yeah. like the most ha ha posh, like <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Pakistani colonel's son who was sent to like British boarding school kind of accent, you know? Um, but he was pretty cool. I like him in that. I don't think it is PC. Looking back on it, you're like, oh shit. They wouldn't do that these days and stuff. They took over a whole island near Miami. Maybe they were like, oh shit, which one was first, yeah. Dude, yeah, that was 94. Do you remember what that demand was? So it would have been before executive decision. Yeah, yeah? I think so. But so it was such a hardcore terrorist group that they, they, they fucking, they broke the fourth wall and yeah. fucking sneak into other movies to fucking totally. blow shit up. <laughs> Dude, that plan was to blow up a nuke in a major American city every week. Like, think about that. Compared to, like, some movies, what the stakes are, and you're just like, oh, whatever, like, some cop movie. It doesn't matter. In this, that's what that fucking thing was going to do, and they were going to do it. And only Arnie fucking stopped it from happening, you know? That's the whole kind of story, I guess, of True Lies, but... I want to paddle a beer doing a... You know at uh, trivia, pub trivia, sometimes they do Who Am I? And they're like, I was born in this time and da-da, and give you clues, and the first person to do it gets it right. Yeah. And I want a whole paddle of craft beer, five little craft beer things and stuff nice. for getting James Cameron. <laughs> After hearing... Oh, as my, my parents moved to California, and I was like, I drove a truck doing da-da-da, and I remember hearing that. I'm James Cameron. I'm like, yeah, 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 got five free beers. It's pretty sweet. Nice work. So, thanks, Linda Hamilton. <laughs> Uh, I already apologised. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> And I did watch T2 again, and it was fucking awesome. It was pretty cool? Yeah, it was high as fuck. Yeah? <laughs> Chan! Chan! Mm. I have to go away, Chan. I know, it was so sad. Yeah, I was pretty sad at the end. It makes you wonder how could this, this robot, this machine, be a better father to John than any real man or stuff? Except I found myself relating to the T-1000 a little bit. It was, it was pretty funny. In what way? Like, I think it was after I watched a Cinemassacre, like the guy that does the angry video hmm. game nerd and shit review of it. And um, they, were talk- it, they pointed out this bit, or maybe it wasn't them, pointed out this bit where right in the first third of the movie or near the start when the T-1000 pushes Arnie through the plate glass window in the Galleria yeah 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 and um he smashes on the ground the T-1000 has this side look at the um the mannequin yeah yeah and yeah. it's like mm, it looks a bit confusing and it looks like yeah, me and shit yeah. and it is almost like yeah. there's this deeper shit going on that I wasn't co- I don't know if it's just me painting this shit with my fucked up brain but mm. it feels like there was this deeper shit going on where like mm, this sentient fucking Skynet machine fucking you know liquid machine thing is looking at the mannequin like that's kind of like me and it's kind of trying to figure out its own existence and shit and like even though it's a killing machine and then um, it's out of that review as well but the very last thing when it melts as well it's going through all the faces and then oh right at the end it turns into the mannequin face screaming and just dies kind of thing and it's almost like ah it's like Totally. It is having this existential fucking like ah, I'm melting, I'm dying. Can like, you just type in YouTube? It quick? made it so much more personal, though. You know, like yeah. instead of this like machine shit, like this crazy machine melting, the way it looked like a regenerating DMT trip, the way it was melting in the water. Well, that's probably cha- you just putting changing faces it. and yeah. changing faces. I don't know. A lot of people get that kind of like morphing, just ever morphing, yeah. infinite morphing kind of shit on DMT, and. It, it was like oh fuck it was sort of like that regeneration image and ending on the mannequin 
just it kind of did resonate with fuck. like that oh fuck he doesn't even know what he is he's just a killing machine I imagine and that wasn't even getting into the army shit yeah fuck. well I was going to say maybe it's a good psychological test you ask the patient they come in and they're like in the movie Terminator 2 do you identify most with Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> character Robert Patrick's as a T-1000 so, oh John Connor the child and they're like ah oh. they fall into one category who do you identify with you know what I'm I think I identified with it in this stage of my life more with Linda Hamilton. (laughs) 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 Like people think you're a fucking mental case, but really you're pretty fucking spot on. (laughs) (laughs) Booyah! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. That's all right, though. I feel like the black scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Miles Bennett Tyson. Yeah, Miles Bennett Tyson. Um, Just fucking breathing. (gasps) Yeah, yeah. That stuck with me when I watched that as a kid. <laughs> that was one of my favourite movie deaths ever, probably. It's pretty fucking, fucking awesome, yeah. Fucking crazy, fuck. Oh, back That's before James Cameron was trolling the bottle of bottom of the sea for mermaids. <laughs> I can't find a wife on land. <laughs> I keep having to trade them in and digitally remaster my movies to edit their bodies. Like telling himself, like, they can be strong even if they don't have legs. <laughs> Paralympians are strong. That sort of stuff. But James Cameron, I mean, you know, sometimes people fuck up, they make some pretty good entertainment and shit, so... <laughs> I, won't, I won't have a dig at the man. I won't have a dig at the man too much. It's, yeah. it's not like he got HIV or whatever. Like, I don't know if I want to have a conversation with Terry Gilliam, but goddamn, his movies. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't even know if I'd want to go for a beer with Hunter S. Thompson. Even, <laughs> even, even how much I like reading and stuff, you know? If they're on ether and they're, like, yelling in your face because yeah. they think you're about 50 feet away from you, then yeah. you're right there. While he's, shooting <gasps> sh- while he's shooting shotguns in the snow, like, <laughs> blowing up barrels of gunpowder on his property. Like, oh, something crazy, man. Woo! Yeah. Oh, man, I'm cutting weight for this podcast, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make it to bantamweight. Yeah, you're shedding it. You're fucking shedding right now. Fuck, if they let me fight girls, I'd be in the UFC right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. That's a good effort. I don't think I would make it. So, do you ever... um... (laughs) (laughs) All right, go on, go on. Uh, I can't can't rip it on straight like that. All right, go. So, uh, because then you've got to put the voice on. I'll try and... So, uh, I was uh, at the zoo today. Just try and... Try and rip it, rip it straight. Alright. Okay, so I had this weird observation the other day. It was like, um, you know, high school teachers. Yes. I think it's sort of like how we were talking before, how about everything's kind of like fractal reflections and all fucked up and complex. Yep. But I think high school teachers are like the people they get parole from like prisoners that get parole from prison but they just can't bring themselves to leave prison so they either re-offend and like get put back in and all that kind of stuff that's sort of like that's the same person you know yeah so, so I see what you mean they're both institutionalised sort of yeah yeah they both depend on the public money being like teach and in a lot of bad schools I guess the job would be pretty similar to being a juvie or whatever so I guess prison is like school is that your point? The school is like prison? Um, no, just that uh, high school teachers are like the people that get parole but don't want to leave prison, yeah. <laughs> just can't bring themselves to leave, mate. Institutionalised. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm used to getting that uh, that chocolate oak and the curry puff in the morning and fuck if I could just do six months or fucking a year or two and in a bigger school to come back to a little school and do this shit for the rest of my life cousin I just don't really see the uh, the point of going out into the the big world when everything you got right here you know like a fucking coke machine you know people tell you when you can drink and shit but fuck it's sort of like the students and the teachers are just reflecting each other you know I got my scotch in the coffee the kids have got the bongs in the dunnies you know? <laughs> so I guess that's how it sort of goes with that shit but then what the prison what would the prisoner be like he'd be all like ooh shit like he can't really leave this um this prison he's used to all this sick prison food and he gets his fucking Diana bowl and all his roids and shit so easy in the joint he's getting jacked on this fucking prison fish and fucking cardboard or whatever you eat. So, yeah. You know, like how we... You know, and like teachers. You have to come out to Twitter yeah. and fucking Tinder and shit. What have you yeah. been in there for like 15 years or something? You come out and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, you don't you don't talk to girls anymore. You just fucking swipe this shit on your phone and sometimes someone wants to suck your dick or show you their pussy online and stuff. Like, fuck that, I'm going to jail, you know? So it's sort of the same shit. What about fuck that, I'm going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> In a way, I can see your point. They both revolve around yard time as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's a new meaning to the back to school special. So, what are we to draw from this ultimately? That I need to work on my stand up a bit, bit more. (laughs) (laughs) I need to nut this shit out on stage. Wait, Mark, are you saying that? Thanks, big dog. Yeah, he uh, he helped me with helped me with writing my one a couple of my jokes this week. He probably doesn't need any credit for uh, shit that's bad in the first place. Hmm. So, just to own what you got, I think, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take responsibility for your actions. That's oh, what, dude. Yeah. That's what people like to tell me. That shit was straight mind, dog. Yeah. No, no, that's, that was cool. That's what I'm telling the big dog, anyway. I'll be thinking about that during the week, about the similarities between schools <laughs> and prisons. <laughs> Pelican Bay Primary School and such, but... But on a more serious note, I guess I went to um, take a piss the other morning, right, and... I'm like, fuck, it's not really coming out correctly, right? Like, it wasn't like wiper fluid, like you've had a big night, you know, with a with a lady friend or, or anything like that. It was just coming out weird directions and didn't seem to have blockages and shit like that. So I went to um, the doctor and got referred to this specialist and ended up seeing this guy and he was um, a Japanese optometrist, right? Yeah. So. Oh, really? But he was working doing this specialist stuff? Well, I didn't know what the fuck was going on because I couldn't understand him yeah. and he didn't even know what the fuck a Jap I was when it was staring him straight in the face. <laughs> that sounds like a traumatic experience. Yeah, I can't tell if it's racist or not. Maybe I can work that way on stage as well. Why'd you go to him for a problem? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well fuck, you know. I figured a Japanese optometrist should specialise in Japanese. So. Just like a piano player specialises in chops. Hey, no harm, no foul, guys. I like anime and shit. Yeah. So, what do you like from China? Uh, China. I went and saw some ice cream factory over in '99 when we went to China. Yeah, how was that? It seems like it made a lot of sense to do that on a school trip. So, yeah. find out how they make the ice cream in China. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> But yeah, I'm very worldly. <laughs> How is the ice cream? I've stayed in hotels in lots of countries. <laughs> um. 
Uh, oh, what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that bodyguard that let you through to China was a fucking idiot. <laughs> but, um, what, was the, what was the ice cream factory like? Do you remember? Uh, it was fucking hot. It was almost like... That's probably Shouldn't it have been cold in like the ice cream factory? Sweating in these <laughs> fucking rooms and shit. And they brought out like little samples of ice cream. It was like, yay, and... This is like, oh, it's like, it's what we did today. You know? Had mercury poisoning next day. Again. It was fucking chronic though, right? Because a friend of mine and I mm. were shopping a little bit at these Chinese markets and mm. I found a pair of Timberland, white Timberland, like, leather skate shoes, right? Like, yeah. what the fuck are these? Like, yeah. you know, like Timberland, the big brown boot, kind yeah, yeah, of yeah, normal yeah, thing yeah. that rappers and shit yeah, like. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Timberland. And it was kind of vaguely looking like skate shoe and shit. And I was like, oh, they're a bit big for me. And then we all went to go back to Hong Kong from China, like vaguely international, kind of like, I think we were just after it got handed back to China, so it probably wasn't that big a deal, but you still have to do passports and all that shit. Um, And I have no idea how I did it, but I was 16 and I was like, no, no, just sort of begging and managed to convince our like supervising teacher, like, no, it's cool. I'm just going to go back with my mate and get these Timberland shoes from this store because, like, I really wanted them, but I didn't think I was going to, and I was trying to haggle, and then I went away, but no, nah, I think I'll get them and shit. Yeah. And she was like, oh, oh, didn't want to let me, and then, oh, okay, but you have to come straight back to Hong Kong from China <laughs> after you get the shoes or whatever. Yeah. And cool. she let me and this dude just, like, China, China <laughs> go back to some store while they cool. all went back to Hong Kong. It was like, this is fucking bad no, news. That's right. And then when, when we went back on the train on our own, we, it's a good thing that Hong Kong's, like, walking distance when you're on the, on yeah. the fucking island and stuff. Um, we missed our stop, went, like, all the way to... I can't remember if it was south or north on the island. Where would you be going if you came from China? Uh, you'd be south, coming right? south back into Hong Kong. So yeah. we went further south you could go on the train line yeah. and then got off and we're like oh this is pretty far from where we're supposed to be and then yeah. for like two to three hours we were like oh and walked to find our hotel kind yeah. of thing and just like found a road that was like oh that's like familiar like, I think we've seen that on the maps and shit and it was yeah. like oh, like a three hour walk up the street yeah fuck <laughs> oh, but I was just like oh my god if, fuck that, if you just started hitting people with bamboo and shit, imagine you, that incident know. that would cost. I love that teacher, like or pseudo teacher or a careers advisor that took us because it was just like such a loose fucking trip. It was amazing, and she kept everything really like tight and like nothing bad really went down. Thinking back on it now, you could just, how could you leave your school kids that you're supervising yeah. <laughs> actually yeah. in another country okay. and then just sort of be like, oh, yeah. I'll be good, sort yeah. of shaking your finger and then just leave the country? And it's not even like, yeah. <laughs> it's not even like Belgium and the Netherlands, like something where it's all right. It's like, ooh. But you know what they say? One country, two systems is what the Chinese say. And I, I think that's what the Do- Cones and Do show is all about. It is one podcast, two systems, and a lot of info- insight and a lot of laughs, if I don't mind saying so myself. <laughs> Well, I guess we're going to be leaving you guys pretty soon. So thanks again to all the uh, returning listeners and hit us up at the Cones and Doe Show email, conesanddoe at gmail.com, C-O-N-E-Z-A-N-D-D-O-H. Smash it for whatever. And when he says we'll be leaving you soon, he didn't mean in a morbid sort of like suicide I I meant, sorry, I cut myself short. I'll be leaving you soon because... Bodily. I've been watching a ton of fat chick porn, right? Yeah. And um, i got to go back and get some more because it was only like two videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs>
That's all right, dude. Fuck. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. You got any... Um, well, no, I think we've already figured out the music this week, haven't we? No, well, this is the only thing I had in reply to that, and I think it's... Yeah. I don't know if... The author Robert Heinlein, he once said that to stay young requires unceasing cultivation of the ability to unlearn old falsehoods. And I think that really... <laughs> Who's that guy? He's the guy that wrote fucking Starship Troopers, I think, the book. Oh, was it Paul Verhoeven? No, the book. That oh, who wrote the back book? In the day, yeah, Robert Heinlein. Yeah, and there's, that's loaded with fucking politics and shit. Yeah. Well, so is yours. Yours is literally loaded to a ton of fucking... <laughs> think about all the fucking health at any size politics they'd have in that. And stuff. <laughs> oh, shit. That was a microaggression on macro people. <laughs> oh, fuck. So I guess on that note, fucking put the fork down, do some chin-ups, check our fucking music out. I think this week, what do I got? Uh, I'll hit you guys with a demo fucking track from couple of years ago when cones and i went on holiday it's called living in the sky yeah it's about uh optimism yeah optimism or i guess if you went the other way it could be coming off vicodin being really high and living up in hotel rooms and shit you should let them work them out for themselves literally living in the sky well we're all living in this big floating sky on the circling earth hurtling in towards the sun at a thousand kilometers an hour it's pretty fucking scary when you think about it that the earth's going right into the sun (laughs) (laughs) and this is sort of stuff that we you know i guess that's more for next week there's always more to chew on i think that's our motto when it comes yeah we're gonna have to get our science back on and fucking um you know we're gonna have to science the shit out of this yep as confucius said a silent man is a boring man that should get uh that should get some of our other listeners more interested again yeah. um and <laughs> i think we keep getting the science requests in on the hotline so yeah and the hotline there are some science requests but oh man those advice letters were a bit tough sorry for putting on the spot yeah jesus christ but thank you for listening <laughs> and keep sending them in well what can we say it's about warm night we need to open this curtain and let some fucking air in what do you think fuck yeah brother let mr freeze in all right this week i think everyone should stay alert but also open to others what do you think fuck yeah i'd say conan can't deny Oh, Eiffel Tower's pretty high up in the sky, huh? Shit, yeah, Kazai. See you, though. See you, Kynes. Um, we, we're just chilling outside. Now we're inside. Now we're living in the sky. Now we're living in the sky. Living look in the sky. Yeah, look out your window and you'll see others living in the sky. Very literal and detailed. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, it's kind of poetic, too, you know? That's what I found. What is so funny? What is it? What is so funny? Start all high. The tangerine haste, but the sleep to my eye. I'm looking up wide and I look outside. 
And man, we're living in the sky Conan can't deny The underground rose to the mountain's height You just about froze cause my mouth is tight Living in the sky is a state of mind Steamboat day with a Vegas night Utah guns at the LA riot Smoke those bathrooms, keep it quiet We wanna keep on living in the sky Breathe into the fan When you took that pipe, lift off your hand Pack it back up and do it again Stack it back up and spot your friend Slingin' new Venice You know that I got the broken clavicle Coffin medicinal when I'm pissy, man, we're getting fucking high Dude, I'm zoning out, what the fuck's this even show about? I couldn't fucking probably ride it down, one more round and count me out Life in the fishbowl, got a bit smoky, blokey, rubberneck and CPT Hit South Central, AVE, and keep on smoking while we drive Locals getting moist from the Sydney Celtic corner boys Sorry girl, we only got our stash, make a voice on the beach, it'll come up hash Keen at the table, we're deeped up Wipe my nose and getting scoped out Dripping the throat and getting choked out We only do it on the side Live a healthy life Searching for that ultra high Some guys jab, some guys snort Make that jump before you die Take my drink, take my meal Take my pain with extra pills Take my slang, take my style And keep on living in denial Keep on selling out While well, the real shit dies in the underground The real shit thrives in the underground The real shit's alive in the underground A couple bucket in and a star dog car Tangerine hates put the sleep to my eye I'm waking up wide and I look outside And man we're living in the sky Conan can't deny The underground rose to the mountain's high You just about froze with my mouth is tight Living in the sky is a state of mind Take my drink, take my meal Take my pain with extra pills Take my slant, take my star And keep on living in denial Keep on selling out While the real shit dies in the underground The real shit thrives in the underground The real shit's alive in the underground A couple bucket in and a star dog car Tangerine hates put the sleep to my eye I'm looking up wide and I look outside And man we're living in the sky Come and can't deny The underground rose to the mountain top It just about froze cause my mouth is tight Living in the sky is a state of mind